Chuck Lita and Jack, he'd be home by seven, eight at the latest, and he was a man who liked to keep his promises. Just take care of him, the big woman said, and turned irritably back to the rat-faced boy. Ma'am, Hogan said again, just a minute, hold your water, Mrs. Scooter said. She spoke with the air of one who is all but drowning in impatient customers, although Hogan and the rat-faced boy were in fact the only ones present. You're dime short, Sonny Jim, she told the blonde kid, after a quick glance at the coins on the countertop. The boy regarded her with wide, innocent eyes. I don't suppose you trust me for it. I doubt that the Pope of Rome smokes merit 100s, but if he did, I wouldn't trust him for it. The look of wide-eyed innocence disappeared. The rat-faced boy looked at her with an expression of sullen dislike for a moment. This expression looked much more at home on the kid's face, Hogan thought and then slowly began to investigate his pockets again. Just forget it and get out of here, Hogan thought. You'll never make it to L.A. by eight if you don't get moving, windstorm or no windstorm. This is one of those places that have only two speeds, slow and stop. You got your gas and paid for it, so just count yourself ahead of the game and get back on the road before the storm gets any worse. He almost followed his left brain's good advice. And then... He looked at the chattery teeth in the display case again. The chattery teeth standing there on those big orange cartoon shoes and white spats. They were the real killer. Jack would love them, his right brain told him. And tell the truth, Bill, old buddy. If it turns out Jack doesn't want them, you do. You may see another set of jumbo chattery teeth at some point in your life. Anything's possible but ones that also walk on big orange feet? Uh-uh, I really doubt it. It was the right brain he listened to that time, and everything else followed. The kid with the ponytail was still going through his pockets. The sullen expression on his face deepened each time he came up dry. Hogan was no fan of smoking. His father, a two-pack-a-day man, had died of lung cancer, but he had visions of still waiting to be waited on an hour from now. Hey, kid. The kid looked around, and Hogan flipped him a quarter. Hey, thanks, my man. Think nothing of it. The kid concluded his transaction with the beefy Mrs. Scooter, put the cigarettes in one pocket and dropped the remaining 15 cents in another. He made no offer of the change to Hogan, who hadn't really expected it. Boys and girls like this were legion these days. They cluttered the highways from coast to coast, blowing along like tumbleweeds. Perhaps they'd always been there, but to Hogan the current breed seemed both unpleasant and a little scary. Like the rattlers, Scooter was now storing in the back room. The snakes in pissant little roadside menageries like this one couldn't kill you. Their venom was milked twice a week and sold to clinics that made drugs with it. You could count on that just as you could count on the winos to show up at the local Red Cross every Tuesday and Thursday to sell their blood. But the snakes could still give you one hell of a painful bite if you got too close and then made them mad. That, Hogan thought, was what the current breed of road kids had in common with them. Mrs. Scooter came drifting down the counter, the words on her T-shirt drifting up and down and side to side as she did. "'What you need?' she asked. Her tone was still truculent. The West had a reputation for friendliness, and during the twenty years he had spent selling there, Hogan had come to feel the reputation was more often than not deserved. 
but this woman had all the charm of a Brooklyn shopkeeper who's been stuck up three times in the last two weeks. Hogan supposed that her kind was becoming as much a part of the scene in the New West as the road kids. Sad but true. How much are these? Hogan asked, pointing through the dirty glass at what the sign identified as jumbo chattery teeth. They walk. The case was filled with novelty items, Chinese finger pullers, pepper gum, Dr. Wacky's sneezing powder, cigarette loads, a laugh riot, according to the package. Hogan guessed they were more likely a great way to get your teeth knocked out. X-ray glasses, plastic vomit, so realistic. Joy buzzers. I don't know, Miss Scooter said. Where's the box, I wonder? The teeth were the only item in the case that wasn't packaged, but they certainly were jumbo, Hogan thought. Super jumbo. In fact, five times the size of the sets of wind-up teeth which had so amused him as a kid growing up in Maine. Take away the joke feet and they would look like the teeth of some fallen biblical giant.